Welcome back to the Mike Dillard Podcast. We provide entrepreneurs like you with the knowledge and skills that you need to bring your dreams to life. Well, gang, today we have a chance to sit down and get the inside scoop behind the creation of one of the most successful product brands in the world. I'm talking about Dr. Josh Axe and his health and wellness company, Ancient Nutrition. Now, Josh's story is pretty amazing. This business began years ago with a simple newsletter that he would give his chiropractic patients when they visited his office. It was in the form of a paper newsletter. And so many people wanted to spread this information and share it with their friends and family members that they asked him to start posting it online, which he did in the form of articles and blog posts. Well, that information was so well received that he eventually started producing ebooks. And he finally started to launch a line of health supplements just a few years ago, which have now turned into a $100 million plus brand called Ancient Nutrition. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because you can find their products currently stocked on the shelves at Whole Foods, GNC, and Targets all across the country. Now, in addition to that, he has also amassed a huge following online with more than 2.8 million fans on Facebook, 1.7 million YouTube subscribers, and half a million followers on Instagram. This is a guy who is a self-professed non-techie. He doesn't know any of the technical side when it comes to internet marketing, and yet he's managed to build this massive empire. So how did he do it? Well, we're going to dive into that and much more today in this incredibly insightful interview with the man himself. So without further ado, let's dive in. Please help me welcome Dr. Josh Axe. Well, Dr. Josh Axe, welcome to the Mike Dillard Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. You bet. So I've, uh, I've been super excited about this interview because I remember you launching your business years ago that has now turned into quite the empire. And I'm always curious on how individuals end up making that transition and growing their companies, as I'm sure my audience is as well. So I'm excited to have you on the show and to really share your story and how you've built the business that you have. I guess let's start start back at the beginning. How did you get into online marketing? Yeah, sure. So for me, before I even got into online marketing, um, I got into the health field through a health crisis in my family. And so for me, just leading into online marketing, I'll just share that for me, this was really a life passion that natural medicine saved my mom's life. You know, everything from following a healthy diet to taking the right supplements, lifestyle changes, reducing stress. And so that saved my mom's life. And so for me, Online marketing really came about because it was a passion that I had to get a message out there. And online actually seemed like the best platform. I owned a functional medicine clinic in Nashville, Tennessee, and I practiced for about a little over five years. And when I was in practice, my favorite part of practice was education. So I started a radio show and I started doing a lot of speaking and health talks in the community. And so again, I loved meeting with patients one-on-one was something that I, I liked. But I loved when I was able to educate a group on how to transform their health and body. And so what kind of led that into online marketing is I had a I would type out my an email newsletter once a week and share that with my patients. And so that would be something like five tips to heal your thyroid or seven benefits of CBD oil, you know, something like that. And I would hand those to patients. And I had a patient one time come up to me and they said, Dr. Axe, would you um mind posting this online? Because I'd really love to be able to email this to my you know, my aunt in North Carolina or something like that. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. And so I, uh, or I, I said, I can do that. And so I talked to my assistant whose husband was a web designer and they put up a website for me. And so I just started posting these articles I wrote. I started posting them online 
And over time, a lot of people started reading them. And then I started doing YouTube videos and people started watching those. And I just continued to snowball over time. And then, you know, I wanted to teach people uh, and really I, I was looking at my practice and helping one person at a time. And I thought, you know what? I'd really love to be able to take the protocols I teach on how to heal the gut, on how to heal the thyroid, on benefits of things like essential oils. And I want to get this message out to everybody. So then I started creating these programs where people would go through a 30-day online program on healing their gut. And I would have a 30-day meal plan. I'd have recipes. I'd kind of had everything they'd need to heal their body. And and so we sold these programs for anywhere from $97 to maybe just under 200 which, you know, an appointment to see me at the time, a single appointment could have been anywhere from $200 up. And so people could get my entire program for what maybe a one visit would be in my office. And so all that being said, that's really what led me into digital marketing is just my really desire to help, you know, help, help more people transform their health. Yeah, no, very cool. What year was that? when you first started launching those courses? Well, you know, I started my website in 2009. I probably started the courses, I would say, in 2013. I, I think 2013 is probably yeah. the year I... I for, the end of 2013, in fact, I think I remember it was like October of 2013. Cool. And then that's a whole new a whole new skill set right you've got your, your oh, medical yeah. background and, and and all of those skills and now all of all of a sudden you're you're having to acquire a new set of skills what did that process look like for you you know it was like going back to school <laughs> yeah. because again I I am not the most technologically sound person either my in fact even still today if there's something wrong on my computer like even on a word document like my wife Chelsea she has to you know fix it for me. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm not very apt at sort of the, you know, at being a technician, but for me, I realized that I wanted to grow my platform. That was a passion I had. I wanted to grow my platform. I wanted to reach more people. And I also want to be able to model success. And so one of the things I was passionate about content. And so I started saying to myself, okay, for articles to rank, and I really focused on Google SEO, search engine optimization, what articles rank the best? And I started reading articles on uh, by different people. I remember, I think it was Copyblogger and some other people. And I would start reading their articles about, and I started saying, oh, articles need to be 2,000 words. And they like lists and they like infographics. And so I started writing long form articles myself. I started using a lot of medical citations because that's just what I'd always done when I wrote is back it with proof. Worked with a, a graphic designer who created the things. I worked with an editor. And I, and I, my, my philosophy has always been, if you're going to do this, what my dad always taught me, if you're going to do something, do it at your very best. And so for me, I sort of had this saying, it was make every piece a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So even if it was just in any article, if I wrote an article on the benefits of turmeric, or if I wrote an article on how to heal autoimmune disease, I wanted it to be the best article in the world on that piece. And so when I wrote an article on turmeric, it would be 3,000 plus words with infographics and medical citations and just the best of the best. And so I did that. And then I really passed it on to my team. I had a team member, uh, Evan Tardy, who eventually became our company president. And at first he was just, uh, you know, I, I hired him right out of college. He was a friend of, a friend of mine. And, and so, and, and he started learning digital marketing. And so I would send him to conferences and just whatever he needed to do to learn. And so the similar thing, I, the, Biggest thing I told Evan was we got to find the best practices, and so I would, you know, have him go and visit people I knew or paid to go visit people that 
would really learn that digital marketing. So again, I wasn't as much the digital marketer he was, but I learned by just reading and educating myself. I'd read in, you know, an hour or so online a day just about digital marketing and about SEO. And that's kind of how I that's kind of how I learned. What was the most effective way to sell your products back then? Did you did you make like a, a sales video? Did you use a webinar? What was what was worthy working back in those days? Well, really early on, I got turned on to the, you know, Jeff Walker launch formula. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I went to this seminar. It was actually a health practitioner seminar. And I remember, I think Brendan Bouchard was there or something. And I heard him speak one time. And somebody just put up just one picture on a screen of what a sales funnel looks like. And I think I took a screenshot and Evan and I were there. I took it of it on my phone. And we went back that next week and immediately recreated that. And this was actually before the launch of our first pro. And this was in 2013. And we took that picture of... So what we did is we would have a lead magnet, which was like a a gut health quiz or a a shopping list or something like that, or a training video. or that. Anyways, we'd have that opt-in of a free download. And then we'd have three training videos. And then we would have a sales video. And then we would have a webinar. And then we had... You know, maybe five emails after that, including a you know close your car and eight hours left and whatever. But we thought we you know I always try to be coachable. So if somebody at a seminar said do it like this, I did it just like that. We went back and six weeks after that seminar launched our first program, and it was crazy because we actually made more. I like actually to be real honest, up to that time for about five years, I had lost money online every year. Like I'd never made money yet. Like mm-hmm. I spent more building it. Than I did, and that was the first time I ever actually earned an income. Was when I did that, that launch. Do you uh, do you mind sharing how much you made, just for context? You know, I think we probably did two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That's about what I was going to guess. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's interesting. I, it took me five years to to make my first time as well. It seems to be uh, seems to be the learning curve involved for trial and error and throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what works, acquiring different skill sets before it all kind of clicks. So yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. So I remember seeing a progression in your business to where you really started to build a really big following online, a lot of digital products and digital content. And then at some point, physical products started to show up. And correct me if I'm wrong, are you do you have your products in Whole Foods right now? Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, over the last few years, we're in Whole Foods Market, Vitamin Shop, GNC. We actually have a, a large display now in Target. So yeah. So yeah, I'm, I would love to hear a- about that because that's a really big transition point. When did you guys sit down and say, all right, we need to, to create our own product line here? Sure. Well, yeah, I'll go backwards a little bit. This was probably around 2013. Around the same time, we said, okay, we need to start creating consumable products. And again, just starting to go to these seminars and start to learn this. So I went and started, I did a greens powder. And so I looked online and searched for online manufacturers. I wanted to find somebody where I could do customized formulas. Because for me, again, it's all about making a masterpiece. I don't want to put in something that's not quality. Most of the time when somebody white labels a supplement, just throw your name on something that's already created. They typically cut corners and it's not quality. For me, again, I want it to be great. So I found a custom formulator. I actually found sources of some high quality uh, things like acai berry and spirulina and wheatgrass juice and other things, turmeric and things were really healthy. Customized my own greens formula. 
we did like, I don't know, 3000 bottles and we sold out really quickly. And then I actually met a man right before this named Jordan Rubin and he founded Garden of Life and Garden of Life today is the number one natural natural selling brand of supplements. And, and so anyways, and so I sold this one greens powder along with Garden of Life, this other brand for a while. And then kind of moving on years later, I had Jordan and I started a, the way I was actually able to step out of practice wasn't through just online marketing. It was through partnering with Jordan in a business. And so I ended up leaving my practice. I had my associate buy it. I took all of the income I'd made from my practice and invested in this company. It was called Beyond Organic. And I was really excited because this company was about regenerative farming. So we did grass-fed beef, we did kefir, we did kale chips. We, we were actually like the second company to ever do kombucha. So this was, or at least the way we did it and shipped it. And so this was back in around 20, end of 2012 when we launched this. And so with that, Jordan and I started, Jordan started the company, but I was part of it, put all my money into this company. And then the company kind of completely failed after two years. We didn't realize the cost of shipping grass-fed beef frozen and frozen dairy products and kombucha exploding in the summer <laughs> and all of these things. So I literally lost pretty much everything I had. I had less than $10,000 in the bank. Wow. And, and soon after, we launched that first program. And you know, praise God that you know, was really able to sustain us. And then Jordan and I were kind of friends. We talked for a few years. But all that being said, what kind of led me into this doing a lot of supplements was I talked to Jordan and I we were and and he is non-compete just ran out. I said, Jordan, I'd love for you to start producing some supplements for me: a collagen powder, a greens, an omega, a probiotic. So he started manufacturing these products for me. And then him and I started talking, and I started having a desire to go into retail. And he said, Hey, why don't we merge companies together? Because he had a large manufacturing company and a lot of retail experience. For me, I had zero retail experience. I had zero contacts in the space. We were totally focused on digital marketing and creating you know, online content. And so we ended up merging companies and combining and creating a brand today that's called Ancient Nutrition. And we launched that brand almost three years ago, a little under three years. And, and now we actually have you know, one of the fastest growing natural health supplement brands in the world. But for me, this, was, this, this is where partnership made sense. Now, there aren't a lot of people I would partner with, but the marriage was sort of perfect with them having this retail and manufacturing footprint, us having digital marketing and, and content footprint. So when we sort of married companies together, it was really just an amazing fit. And, and it's been exciting. We've had three years of uh, definitely some struggles. But, uh, you know, sort of halfway through, but now just incredible growth. And uh, yeah, we're seeing... Uh, anyway, it's, it's been great. What's the, uh, what was the big momentum building product for you guys on the physical side? If, if I remember... Collagen. That's what I was going to say. I, if I remember it correctly, I think I found you a few years ago when I started seeing your leaky gut stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like repair your leaky gut type. And, and the collagen was the product that you recommended for that. That's right. Yeah. So what we did is we just said, you know what, we're going to go all in on, for me, you know, transforming my gut health and, and transforming my patients and even my mom before I was in practice, that's really what made a huge difference. And so for me, I created a gut health program. Along with the gut health program, we created supplements for gut health. Collagen was our bestseller, followed by a probiotic, followed by a gut formula, which was more of an herbal formula. And so those three products sold very, very well for us. And today, they're the same products that probably sell the best for us, especially our 
really all three of those. Collagen is our number one seller. Number two is called bone broth protein, which is rich in collagen. Number three is our probiotic. And then after that, number four, some of our herbal formulas, like our gut formula. We have some other really good sellers. Turmeric does really well for us too. Too, And we were able to really look at the trends too. And, and I was always a fan of bone broth and it's something we used ourselves. But we feel like we were also part of the people that helped sort of create this whole collagen craze because yeah. of all of our, our, our creating awareness online. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I bought or downloaded the program, so um, I was one of them. Can you tell us a little bit about the process and the costs that are associated with formulating and creating a health product? Yeah, sure. So, so for me and for my business partner, Jordan, formulation just comes naturally. It's, it's something that we kind of knew how to do already. And, and for myself and studying Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine and understanding formulation, Jordan knew this, especially from the scientific and the study side in terms of what you need to have in order to make certain claims. So for us, number one was, um, and by the way, it's really hard. Manufacturing customized formulized products is very hard because one, you've got to create a good formula. Number two, sourcing the right ingredients and then keeping those in stock. And so we have an entire large team now that, for instance, that people don't realize there's realize this, but there's actually a worldwide collagen shortage. Like there are certain stores that we like companies, including us and others combined, can't even produce enough for some of the largest stores out there um, with collagen. So anyways, that's it'll be remedied in the next several years because more companies will start manufacturing. But all that being said, you know, it starts with formulation. It starts with following a good manufacturer and finding good suppliers. So it's manufacturers and suppliers that you get to the manufacturer. And then all these things typically have a six-month to maximum two-year shelf life. So you cannot sell them legally after that period of time, after the date they're manufactured. You know, and, and, and I before I got into supplement business, I just thought, oh, well, when you make, you know, however much money, let's say you make, you know, a million dollars in a year, then you have all this extra money left over. Well, when you want to scale a business, especially and grow quickly, that's just not the case. And so there are loads and loads of challenges with doing consumable products, especially supplements. Also legal, you know, we had to have a legal team. I mean, there, to cost, you have to have customer service, you know, you have to have, there's, there's, there's a lot involved. Yeah. I, I mean, that's more than, that's more than expected. And I guess there's different levels that people do products on. Like you said, you can go out and white label a product. Sure really quickly and easily and expensively, but it's not going to be the masterpiece as you like to put it, that is going to really help you out in the long run. You know, from a from a cost standpoint, ballpark, are you looking at a hundred thousand to develop a product, five hundred thousand to develop a product from start to finish? Well well it depends. If you're not a formulator, then there's additional cost. You know, Jordan mm-hmm. and I are formulators, so we can formulate products, but if you're going to pay a formulator, you're going to have to pay that fee. The big thing to think about is how many units are you going to buy? So, you know, if you buy, let's say, 5,000 units at $20 a piece for, let's say, a $40 to $50, let's say a $50 product, something like that. So we've got, you know, what I said, you know, yeah, 5,000 units times, yeah, $20 a product. Yeah, it's about 100,000. So now, now you can do less. And, you know, some people can do, you might get away with $2,000 bottle run possibly. But I, I would say 
minimum 30K to probably more likely, ideally 100 if you really are going to move it. And if it's less than that, I, I, I encourage people to just, just wait. You know, if it's left, definitely if it's less than 50K initial purchase, it's, it's too early in most cases because it's, um, yeah, it's typically too early. $50,000 in, in inventory. That's correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it, it would be interesting if, if you were coming out with your own product for the first time, I'd almost think that pre-selling it would be would be the smartest route just That's to see right. if you even have the, the buyer base to well, support that. Well, 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 and here's what I did, and this, and this was key, and, and listen, I'm big on listen to mentors. So I was talking to Jordan uh, Rubin, again, who now is my business partner, but this was eight years ago, and I said, Jordan, I want to come out with all these products. And he said, Josh, before you come out with products, do me a favor, sell someone else's product line, see what sells well for you, and then develop your own. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, okay, that's a great... I said, yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to be coachable and listen to you. So I started selling these other products. And the products that sold the best for me were there was a protein powder, was a probiotic, a protein powder, and a greens powder. And so when I launched my own line, I did those three because I already had proof of concept that this is what was selling best for me online. Right. Right. Absolutely. Any other any other lessons learned or or landmines stepped on <laughs> during this process that you think would be useful for folks? Oh gosh, I, I've, I mean, I've got <laughs> I've got a lot. I've learned a lot, and definitely stepped on a few landmines. So yeah, let me just go over a few things that I think are really critical as you build a business. Number one, as Jim Collins talks about, get the right people on the bus. I mean, that is critical that you have the right team members. And that's something, again, when I, when I had my business plan, there were certain things I looked at and decided, and, the, and these are things mentors taught me, but the people matter on your team. And so again, I hired people that weren't, weren't the least expensive, but they were people that were, they had initiative. You know, they had that thing to where I didn't have to tell them what to do 50 times. They took initiative. And also they had a spirit of gratitude. You know, people that you hire that are entitled, they're poisoned to your entire team. The opposite of entitled people feel like you owe them. Right. People that are grateful, it's the opposite. It's I'm grateful to be here. I'm honored to be part of the team. So I always looked for people that were skilled, people that were hardworking, people that were grateful, and people that took initiative with projects. And so again, hiring the right people, that is critical to any organization. Number two, and this is a big, big deal, systems. You know, myself and Evan, we read a book called The Rockefeller Habits, or Scaling Up. And we really, uh, we started initiating scorecards and scoreboards onto our team. And so even if you go into the, into the ancient nutrition corporate building today, you'll see big TV screens where we have live what's going on on Amazon.com. We have an Amazon scoreboard on literally like minute by minute, what are sales there? What's inventory? What's everything there? We have a digital marketing scoreboard for products. We have a retail scoreboard. We have a customer service scoreboard. It shows up there. What's the average call time? What are the sales? What are the returns? Everything up there. But that's one of the things we implemented was scoreboards of, hey, every month we have a scoreboard that we go over with the team. Hey guys, here's how we score this month. And then we also meet with our team members once a month or in some areas quarterly, and we give them a scorecard. And so every person's responsible and scored on between one and maybe three things. Typically, it's about two or three. And so if I have somebody on my team that's responsible for our TV sales, you know what's going on in our infomercials and our TV segments, 
And we look at overall revenue, we look at profitability, we look at what's new and coming out. And we tend to have people score themselves. Hey, that person gives themselves a B. Okay, hey, that's good work. C, hey, this is below average. We need to really pick this up here. A, great job. Hey, I'm going to give you a bonus there as well because you scored an A. But again, that's something else that we really believe in is having systems in place and also having a scoreboard up, letting people, people want it, people that are good employees, they want to know if they're winning or not. And again, you want to give them a reason of, hey, if you got to fire them, why they're firing them. And hey, if you're going to give them a raise or lift them up in the company, it's based on a statistic of how they're doing within the company. Again, so we are very, very systems focused because if you don't have a system, it's chaos. You don't have proof of what you're doing is actually working. And I'll tell you, as you grow a company, having good data is critical. I can tell you right now that, I mean, when, when we were below you know, 10 million a year, we, it was like running and gunning. You know, It's like you can get away with it. But once you reach a certain point in business, if you don't have good data and you don't make pretty much all of your decisions based off of the numbers, you're in trouble. Okay. So that's a big lesson we learned several years ago that almost got us into trouble because Jordan and I, we're running and gunning. We're saving lives. We're, we're creating great formulas. Like We're doing that part. But man, I'm telling you, the data, is, it, it matters. Well, let me ask you about that because absolutely agreed, but getting to accurate data can be a beast. Yeah, especially no especially yep. at a at a at a business y'all's size with as many channels as you have. You know, Josh Bazzoni is a friend of mine here in Austin, who's also in the same you know nutrition business. And I remember him telling me that they have like three or four data analysts full time that do nothing but go through and manually audit their data and put it into spreadsheets all day long because yep. you're getting different numbers from every single platform, and so. Getting to the source of truth, if you will, can be a really big challenge these days. So how do you all handle that? Well, one, if you want to know our biggest biggest obstacles of company in succeeding in the over the past three years, it's been just that. How do you take the data? And I'll give you an example for us. How do you take the data from when when I do a a TV show, whether it's Dr. Oz or the 700 Club or something like that, or we create an infomercial we run, how do we know, okay, where where sales are coming from? Does that affect sales on Amazon? Does it affect sales on our digital store? People then going into Whole Foods and buying the product, you know. So so we have all these different places where data is coming in, and so you know the way you figure it out is one, you hire people that have done it before for other companies, you know. So we've brought in some amazing team members, and then you have to have the right systems, digital systems. You know, I think we're using something called I don't know NetSuite now. I don't even know what it is. There, there's all these different names of these things. Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, and it sort of takes all of the different information from the different platforms and then tells you what, what, what it believes to be true. Okay. So anyways, all that being said, but again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. You hire the best people that have done it and won before or that are highly coachable and go and get them trained well. So it comes down to people and it comes down to systems again. That's how we've got the best data possible. And also by networking, asking people like right now, we have an amazing relationship with Whole Foods Market. And so we share with them and they share with us what they're seeing in the industry. And we have a few other partners like that. But we partner with retailers, especially our relationship now with Whole Foods Market, with Vitamin Shop, with Sprouts. We kind of share that data together on what we're seeing. 
at least from from the retail channel and that uh that that's been good and we have a great relationship with amazon now we have an amazon rep that we communicate with and that's kind of how we we do it at this point but for people that aren't you know don't have a relationship with amazon it's one of those things where again you for me i'm always seeking out wise counsel i'll fly anywhere i remember years ago if if, if i had somebody who was into digital marketing I would try and email them. I'd call contacts of contacts of contacts and say, hey, can I fly out and just meet with you for 30 minutes? And I'd fly out to Salt Lake City, Utah, fly out to LA or Austin, Texas and say, just meet with them for an hour. And I'll tell you, those meetings where you fly out and meet with somebody for 30 minutes or an hour can be worth a... You could could waste your time for a year and not do things the right way versus you go and fly out for a one-hour meeting somewhere, learn... And they they'll share with you what actually what they actually do, and that that can be a game changer for a business. So that's something else we've done plenty of times that I think has helped us succeed. It's sort of that thing, whatever it takes, we'll do anything. Yeah, I mean that's that's the real value of a mastermind as well, where you yep. you get into these groups of peers, and hey, who are you using for your SEO or for your analytics? Oh, I use Josh or John or Bob or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They're the rock star that everybody's already vetted and has already used and getting results with. And then boom, that saves you, like you said, six months to a year of hiring different people, trying them out, vetting them. All of that just goes away within a couple of minutes. So yeah, absolutely. From a relationship standpoint, if you don't mind me asking, you know, you obviously work with your wife. Is that uh, been a challenge for you guys? Has it been simple? Has it been fun? What has that been like? Well, in the early days, my wife and I work together more often than we do now. So, you know, when we're a smaller company, it's kind of like all hands on deck. So early on, my wife ran our Pinterest page. Actually, my wife ran our Pinterest page up until probably a few, up until just last year. And then she would edit, you know, she would edit some of the articles for me. So at first, it was a little challenging. Well, you know, the way that I write is a little more conversational. She is very good at English and proper grammar and you know just saying things and and I had to explain to her listen in these articles we have to keep it at an 8th grade level I, I love you know we we both have doctoral degrees and so we we both have a Big pretty vocabulary. good vocabulary <laughs> but I'm like we can't say you know anyways you, you know there's just cer- certain words we can't we're not going to you know, use in writing. And so anyways, so her and I probably butt heads on that a little bit early on, but uh, really it's been great. You know, My wife has an amazing sort of coachable spirit and, and I try and do the same. And, and I'll say this too, my wife is right like all the time and I'm wrong all the time. So for me, you know, I, I try and be humble, know that you know, the, the Lord put her in my life to be wisdom to me. And you know, and so so I listen to her. Like when my wife says something, I I I respect her opinion more than anybody's. But all that being said, I think for her and I, uh, you know, small challenges, but not major. We're both open communicators, and we have a high amount of love and respect for one another. And so, not to say, not to say that it's never happened. Okay, let me just say that. But for the most part, we never really had any major blowups. And but at this point, you know. Like Chelsea's a certified yoga instructor. She's, you know, she she did a group fitness training for a while. So really her background has been doing more of that. You know, for a short time she did some Facebook stuff and did some of our Instagram stuff and helps with that now. But at this point, you know, we have 150 employees. You know, so so at this point, she's she's really not working for the company as much aside from building her own, you know, her own brand. Right. Very cool. 
And do you guys have um, an ultimate goal here for for the product line? Is this something you're open to selling at some point, or you know what? Honestly, for me, like that that's not my 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 focus is is what it's always been. And I really mean this. It's transforming lives for me. I, I want to create the best, and I want to get the best to as many people as possible. And I I look at again where my family was. Like my family grew up in what I'll call the medical model. We didn't know anything about nutrition. Now, my family was into fitness growing up. Like my dad was a weightlifter and semi-pro water skier. My mom was my gym teacher. She was a swim instructor. So we grew up in sort of this family of fitness, but knew nothing about nutrition. And so my mom, when she was diagnosed with cancer at 40, went through chemotherapy, you know, almost lost her life. And that was a turning point for me, realizing that, man there's this thing called health and I know nothing about it. And so I stopped drinking soda when I was 14 years old. And then several years later, my mom was, well, 10 years later, my mom was diagnosed with cancer again. And that time we took a natural route. My mom started juicing vegetables. She started taking turmeric and reishi mushroom and using essential oils and getting natural you know, therapies, everything from chiropractic to acupuncture to lymphatic drainage massage. And she beat cancer naturally that way without any sort of conventional treatments. And so that being said, like my family grew up in a medical model. Today, my entire family lives in this natural medicine, this natural health model where we take vitamins and supplements every day. We work out, we we pray, we, you know, we use food as medicine, you know, we eat really healthy. So for me, both with the supplement company, my still main focus is I want to get the I, I want to educate moms out there and families so they don't have to go through what my family did with almost losing their mom and being sick all the time. You know, there's so many people out there too, especially when I had my practice, I saw it every day. But I still see it. I did two health consults today over the phone. Somebody that had a Hashimoto's thyroiditis, somebody that was struggling with infertility. Last week I had somebody who had this uh, severe autoimmune disease. And so my passion is still helping those people. But from as a business, I, my goal is always to be number one. You know, I wanted to have the natural number one natural health website, which we hit two years ago, and we want to have the number one natural natural supplement company out there as well. And so, so those are really the goals uh, right now is just to you know, yeah, keep expand our influence, and yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to prioritize anything else. One, when you've gone through that experience yourself with your mother, and then two, the career that you chose where you get to see the impact in a very upfront and personal way that you can have on people saving their lives or their loved ones. And uh, I can imagine that that's a very, very personal experience that is is very fulfilling. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Again, that's the other thing too. Like, I love what I do. You know, it's funny because about I remember about four and a half... And when I said this earlier, like four and a half years ago, a little over, I guess it was about four years and probably nine months ago. That's when my wife and I were like, we had lost pretty much almost everything we had. We had like 10,000, less than 10,000 in the bank. And, and we were, again, that was four and a half years ago. And to see where our business and things have grown, but all that being said, like th- there's nothing else I would do in the world. I think it's so important that people follow their sort of, you know, their passions and what they're actually called to do. But I remember also, this was probably about three, three years, three and a half years ago before we merged with Jordan or even had the conversation. Evan and I were talking, we said, we had a really small team. Actually, that was probably about four years ago. And we we're saying, okay, we're doing pretty well now. Our team never needs to grow more than it is now, which was like four people. And, and, and I thought, man, more people on your team meant more stress. 
what I've realized over time is the more people you have on your team, if you have, if you're doing it right, the more I just get to do what I'm great at, you know? Like, so for me, I get to work with my content team and do leadership development and strategy, those things sort of all day long. So that's another thing. I actually, now that we have 150 team members, I probably have more freedom and schedule and more freedom to do what I'm great at doing than we did when I had only had four team members. So it's... That's a great... There's it, two... Uh, yeah. I mean, just two great points you, you put in there. First, it's... I think people underestimate how fast they can change their lives. For four, four and a half years to go from 10 grand in the bank to where you are today, you know, people would think that would take 10 to 15 years probably. Yep. Um, so that's amazing. And then two, the big clue here is that you basically found your implementer, right? You're the visionary and then you found your implementer who helped take that's your vision right. and bring it to life. And that's, that's the key is finding that person. Uh, I don't know if you've read it or not, but that's what's talked about in the book Rocket Fuel. So if you guys haven't read that yet, and we've had the author on the show, that's the magic pixie dust that creates the, rock, the rocket fuels, finding the visionary with the implementer, combining the two, well, and then boom. Well, I can tell you too, when I talked about the people thing earlier, I've had implementers, some of the greatest implementers ever on my teams. I had uh, I got Evan, who I talked to earlier. He was the most incredible implementer I've ever had. I have someone else on my team now named Kate. But those two individuals in particular... We're, are just you know they're samurais at implementation, and so you're, you're right. That's that, that that that's the rocket fuel. Very cool. Well, I know you've got a I know you've got a hard cutoff here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Where uh, should people go? Where's the main place that uh, you'd like them to go to check out your your products, which uh, clearly you put a lot of love and time into. Sure. Well, people can find that uh, find me on my website drax.com. That's d r a x e dot com, and we've got. Loads of articles on how to heal from various conditions. We've got recipes. We also have an online store on there where people can find our collagen, probiotics, everything else. Also, I encourage you guys to follow me on Facebook or Instagram. It's Dr. Josh Axe. Also, uh, you should check out my wife's fa- uh, Instagram page. She's Dr. Chelsea Axe. And she's always posting, we both are, pictures of us where we go out to eat, taking care of our dogs, sort of what we do for our own nutrition and fitness practices. And, and some I, I post you know, some business stuff on mine sometimes too. So anyways, people can find us mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and then my website. And I actually just had a new book come out, Keto Diet. People could follow that uh, or check that out on amazon.com or, or at Barnes and Noble. But um, yeah, Mike, I really appreciate you having me on. I know you've interviewed some amazing people on your podcast and uh, yeah, just honored to be a, be a guest today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to watch you uh, you guys explode over the years and, and uh, get the inside scoop finally. So yeah, I, uh, I appreciate it a lot. And thanks for the, uh, the wisdom share today. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, guys. Thank you as always for listening. Go make sure you check out DrAxe.com and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>